Welcome to the Popular Pig Podcast, a convenient place where you can stay up to date on what's popular in the swine industry. By listening to Popular Pig, you will receive invaluable information on the latest trends, news, and research from various experts that guide the global pork industry. Today's episode is brought to you by sponsors like SwineWeb.com, your one-stop destination for all of the latest swine news, commentary, videos, events, and industry hot topics in animal health and feed. Log on to SwineWeb.com today. And Innovative Heating, the manufacturer of Hog Hearth, the most energy-efficient and only antimicrobial heat mat for the swine industry. Reduce maintenance costs and lower your electric bill today. For more information, visit hoghearth.com. Welcome to the Popular Pig Podcast. My name is Matthew Rota, your host for today's episode. Today we're going to talk about you can't manage what you don't measure with Mr. Wes Lack. How are you doing today, Wes? Good. How are you, Matt? Doing pretty good. It's sun shining and it's warm and we're in Iowa in April. It seems seems like things are going well and, for now. And And you're in a pig barn. Yeah, right. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, we had some hail too the couple days ago. Did you see that on the news? We had that uh, golf ball size hail in Cedar Rapids. I did. Yeah, 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 I did. We had a few customers I was talking to about it, and yeah, a little bit crazy. Thankfully, the crops aren't in. Yeah, that would have been devastating. Yeah. If you wouldn't mind, just kind of kick things off, uh, telling us a little bit about yourself, how you got involved with the swine industry, and what you do today. Yeah, no problem. And, you know, <clears throat> I started in the swine industry, at, recruited out of college back in 2000. Um, thought I was living the dream, but I could tell you that when I first started, I was questioning myself because it was an ice storm. We had no power for three days, and that was my first three days away from home, away from school, working on a pig farm, going, what in the world am I doing? And uh first day of work was... Hey, we broke with PERS. Here's a cart. Why don't you go uh, clean up all the stuff that's behind the sows, all the things that we don't like doing every day. But you know what? Um, good people. You get associated with good people, and you stick with it. And, and I've kind of run through the swine vine now and um, made my way into Iowa and been in production. I was in production all the way through 2013, and then we started this business, uh, Maxima Mag Technologies, and we're the U.S. distributor for Maximus Control Systems, which a lot of people, probably several of your customers and people listening here have either used or seen at some point, um, but very specialized in swine, but, you know, we do uh, poultry, dairy, and we're actually doing quite a few greenhouses now as well. So what were some highs and lows? I guess you talked about a couple lows of when you got into the swine world, but what were some of the things that you had to endure or go through and what are some of the things you learned along the way that, that were pretty exciting? Uh, You know, um, back in, in early two thousands, when I started it, um, supervisors had at 50,000 sales at the time. And, you know, we learn and adapt and grow as an industry on, on how to manage people, how to manage our pigs and, when I started, um, I was lucky to see my supervisor every quarter. And so you, it was a sink or swim, man. You jumped into a farm and you dive in and you learn. But to me, the challenge of understanding the ins and the outs of the production world, whether it's flowing animals or, 
uh, we, we were doing depopulations and repops and understanding the, the intricacies of how everything impacts everything else within a farm. It was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. And, uh, quite honestly, being left alone, um, to do it on my own was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because you just dive in and you go. And so I, I love that part of it. And then, you know, the people are great. I, I loved working with the people on the farms and the sense of accomplishment that you get um, every day because you can go in and, and make a change and see things happen quickly. Not everything happens quickly, but uh, you can see things happen and change in a short period and, and feel that success, especially with people. Yeah, especially for individuals that have that innovative mindset. You can go in and you can get take all these, this data that you're getting or the advice you yeah. might get from vets or your team and make quick little changes that yeah. are measurable and then see how they affect an operation. And that, that is a lot of fun, especially yeah. when you have a team that's yeah. working together. Absolutely. And, and along the way, give each other a heck of a hard time and, uh, and enjoy the camaraderie of, <laughs> of the business. Oh, yeah. We had uh, this one farm where... Yeah, you just, you just you just have little things and little quirks about it that some might consider to be very weird, but it's just that culture and that bond that yeah. you you gain with one another that that makes yeah. it one of a kind and, and very and very successful. No, that's, so that's you, absolutely. You know, I, we recently put something out on Facebook, and and I still try to keep that camaraderie with our customers because I I love production and I love working with the guys that we work with and the teams out there and. I had one of them call and give me a hard time about a Facebook post, just making fun. And it's just friends, you know, really kind of going back and forth, just giving me a hard time about something that was posted on Facebook. And so it's all good. I still get to do that a little bit and be, uh, be a part of the team on a different level. Yeah, I know what you mean. That, that's, it, it is pretty great. We had this one uh, customer that uh, had posted a picture of a fish. I gave him a hard time saying he's putting the fish too close to the camera. And it's just little things like that yeah. where, you know, there's that comfort. Yeah. It was pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you, you yeah. left production uh, and, and started Maximum Ag, uh, joined the Maximus team. You talk about that transition. What is Maximus? What is Maximum Ag? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, Maximum Ag, when we, we started in 2000, December of 13, and uh, – you know, we, it was me and my partner, Larry in the business and, uh, and Dustin Reed at the time. And, um, you know, that I, I knew those guys well. We were, we worked together in the past and, um, the transition wasn't very difficult. It, you know, cause what we do every day today with Maxima Mag, just with Maximus controls out there and the Maximus software, we are still doing and I'm still able to uh, work with customers, provide solutions to what they're doing every day. So honestly, for me, the transition, you know, people look at it, oh, well, you went from production, now you're a sales guy. I, I still, after after this time, don't consider myself a sales guy. I am a production guy. And uh, so when I go into this, <clears throat> the transition was easy for me. I, I saw a product that has a, could have a amazing impact on our industry and um, how people view and utilize the system, not only just to manage their farms, but understand their data, understand what's happening in their farms. 
So for me, it wasn't a, wasn't a big deal. I'm, it's not like I moved into a sales guy and I am this, this sales guy out there. It's uh, I'm still part of the team, but now I'm on a, on my team is global. It's U.S. It's Asia. It's after uh, Canada and Mexico and getting into Russia. And so I'm still part of the production team. I'm just doing it from a different side of it and being able to have some impact and, and really kind of open some eyes to some people and then just help other people get better at what they do. So, yeah, you get to do what you love, but now you get to do it with thousands yeah. of people. That's right. Now I'm doing it all over the place. The only downfall to it is that I'm on a conference call this morning at 4 a.m. because we're having a conference <laughs> call with China. And, you know, it, so the hours becomes a little bit strenuous once in a while, but overall it's, I love it. I enjoy it. And, uh, people, uh, I love seeing people's eyes open up when they see what they see with the Maximus and what they can do with it. So tell us about the Maximus. What, what is the Maximus? Yeah, um, so, you know, it's, uh, you know, people look at it as, well, it's just another barn control, um, you know, a control is a control. A control will do its job. It's going to do exactly what it's designed to do. And I, the difference um, between a control and Maximus is uh, the Maximus is a management tool. It, yes, it's going to control your ventilation. It'll turn your feed lines on. It'll run your heat lamps. Um, but on the back side of that, you have all these little value adds whether it be the data collection system that ties directly into our software program and your production data system. Um, but even simpler than that is, I mean, if you look at, um, if you look at the pork checkoff and what their slogan is right now, their little saying, which is people, pigs, and planet. Um, the, the Maximus, we, we are trying to fill every one of those three P's. Um, so we, we've, we've made the system intuitive because the people at the farm have to be able to use this system. We can put controls and stuff out there in the, in the farms today, but if people are afraid of them and they don't know how to use them, it doesn't benefit the pig or the people. And there are controllers um, on the market that aren't necessarily easy to use and people oh, stop absolutely. using them and are scared of them because they had a bad experience. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, I, the, our very first customer in the U.S. market, or in, in Iowa, sorry, not in the U.S., in, in Iowa, um, we put the system in, and he, he had a full Hispanic team there, no English, and when they logged onto the system, it was instantly in Spanish for them. They didn't see it in English. They saw it in Spanish. And he, he came to me, I think six months later, and said, hey, you know, my guys are good. They do a great job, but we have never had turns through these nurseries like we're having today. Our mortality rates are lower than they've ever been. And I'm not going to tell you it's because of the Maximus necessarily, but I will tell you it's because the people got involved and they were able to look at the control, understand the control and make adjustments and do what they needed. They knew what to do. They're good guys, um, but they couldn't do it on their old system. They could do it in the Maximus, and, and that's what made their performance better. So they weren't afraid of it. So talk about Planet, the third P. Yeah, so, so the third P, um, 
You know, there's there's so much technology out there right now that um, you got more energy efficient fans. You have a more energy efficient and and uh, variable rate heatings, and so you got all these new technologies coming out there. And and the cool thing with the Maximus is we adapt. We specialize in controls, so we're adapting all of these new technologies that you know these other companies are coming out with different fan companies and heater companies and lighting companies and um, you adapt all that technology in, understand their reasoning for the new technology, how to use the technology the best way, and, and we put that into the Maximus. So every customer we have today, even the guy that bought the control back in 2012, can use new technology and be more energy efficient with their fans, with uh, less propane usage from the new smart smart heaters, um, new lightings, new systems that are out there. So it's really about energy efficiency, um, you know, whether it be electricity or LP or even sometimes labor. So, um, yeah, so adding all these cool technologies that are coming out, coming into your system, and you can use them whenever, um, I think is is uh, you know it's not a huge impact on a per farm basis, but when you start looking at the whole picture and because I'm in the last four years we have seen a huge jump in in technology and new these new frequency drive fans that are out there and I, was, I actually I got to be a part of some testing on some of these fans and uh, you know a, a 54 inch fan today runs 1850 watts plus or minus um but when i can run four 54 inch fans at a low rate um a low speed get better air distribution in in the environment for the pigs at a lower wattage than one 54 inch fan ran in the past it's a it's a win all around. It's not only good for energy efficiency. It's great for the pigs because we're distributing air in a better better way and better fashion. It's just a it's a win win all around. So, so so diving into that around um, some of these new technologies, but also ventilation. What are you seeing as ventil uh, around ventilation trends over the last couple of years in the swine industry? Um, what yeah. are some of the different types and and why are you seeing these changes? Yeah, I mean it's. Um, it's it's crazy, how, you know. We we always get stuck in, and there's a whole new generation of people coming into our industry right now, and and we always get stuck in doing what we've always done. Um, but this new generation coming in, I mean, you look at yourself and your product and what you're bringing to the market, and um, we're we're seeing a lot of people with a um, with a uh, passion to make things better, greener, whatever it is. So. Some of the new things that we've seen um, on the finishing side is, and it's not necessarily new, it's just how we manage it has been improved and better on a, uh, what we call a power natural tunnel ventilation. Um, so a lot of these finishers, you know, it may be a 77 wide by 285 finishing barn that's 2,400 pigs, but we're, we're able to utilize mother nature now um, with a wind 
with a weather station, and when the wind speed is right and it's out of the right direction, we got the right cross ventilation. Let's use natural. Um, but when it's not in the afternoon, when it's still hot and toasty, but the wind dies down, that's not enough airflow. And if you walked into a natural barn, um, that's just pure natural at that time of day when it's hot and toasty and humid and there's no wind, it, it ain't good. It's awful. Um, it's awful. And so with using some of this technology out there, let's use that mother nature, understand the wind speeds, the direction, the directionality of my farm. And if I can get the right crosswind, great. But when I can't, let's close those curtains up and let's put those tunnel fans on so that way we're providing the right environment all the time for those pigs. But let's also use Mother Nature when we can use her and reduce her energy costs and let let it let her do the job for us. So um on on the south side there's been a huge, huge push on positive pressure. I mean we've done a little over two hundred thousand sows in the last four years. So do you mind explaining on, positive pressure for those who might not know it very yeah. well? Yeah, so it's a it's a whole paradigm shift. Um, you know, we're all used to fans on the wall and pulling air through our facilities. Um, positive pressure is more, um, we're, we're, we're forcing air and we're forcing clean air because it's all filtered air, uh, with, with, um, you know, MERV 16 filters that are out there. And we're filtering that air that's being forced into the barn through the attic. And then we're actually still using inlets and, uh, in the rooms, but all your air is coming through those inlets. It's filtered air. It's forced in. And, you know, really it's about the protection of the pig. Um, and so we're, as we force air into the facility, if they open a door, you know, in the past, we, you open a door and you throw the trash out or whatever it is. And all that outside air is being pulled right back into the barn over through the room and, and through the pigs. And, with this, it's it's forcing all the air out of your facility. So it's a it's a it's a next level of protection for those farms against outside viruses or um, bacteria that may be floating around your farm. So it's it's a uh, it's a little bit of I said a paradigm shift. It is a paradigm shift because we don't run fans and things in positive pressure on temperature anymore. We're so used to running our ventilation based on a temperature and in positive pressure, we're solely running fans on pressure because today the wind might be blowing 50 miles an hour out of the south and we have to beat that. We have to push against that wind hard enough to keep the PERS virus out of our farms. And so when those fans are running um, based solely on pressure, uh, the first ones we did, people, man, it, you know, it's cold, it's winter time and it's getting cold in the rooms and, um, it's, it is cold sometimes and you may see some more heater runtime on your farms, but the, the, the benefit of having positive pressure is I think we've had, um, out of all the farms that we've done in the last four years, one has broken with PERS in the last four years. That, isn't and so that incredible? It's incredible. And so you, you measure that and you go, uh, I can deal with an extra couple hours of heater runtime. 
to not have a purge break. And before you kind of talk about why South Farms are, are, are shifting into this, uh, just focusing on that Maximus is in a lot of South Farms. And so for you to say that only one farm is broken with PERS, that there, there is, it's the, unfathomable. On the, it is on the positive pressure. On positive yeah, on, pressure. On the positive pressure farms. Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. And, um, you know, it's it's always hard to tell where that stuff comes from because you don't know. I mean, we can say, investigate what we think it is, and we're testing all these strands of PERS that are out there, and who's close to me that has the same deal. And so you don't know necessarily where it comes from, but the the positive pressure firms that we're running today, I can tell you, are uh, are very, very happy that they have it. And is that why you see South Farms pulling it in? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and new builds have been a majority have been positive pressure, to be honest. Um, not, not only do you, the protection of the health of the animal, um, we, we have some very large customers that we've seen just and just in conversation, conversation with them that, uh, performance on those farms is killer. I mean, it's awesome. And, one of our customers actually on a guilt startup, um, their guilt startup for a, a very large farm was 32 pigs per sow per year. That's incredible. I mean, I did, a, I did a guilt startup back in 2007 and I was, I was stoked with a 23. <laughs> and I mean, these, these guys are almost 10 more pigs than I was doing on a guilt startup uh, in a, this positive pressure situation. So it's, it's just awesome what our industry has done with technology, uh, ventilate, uh, with uh, genetics, and and just overall management of our herds out there. Yeah, so it's just it's just cool to see. I had a podcast with Dr. Tyler Hulk a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about some of the production numbers that existed within um, a couple of production systems in northern Iowa, and we were at like own 20 pigs per sow per year in the early 90s late 80s yeah. And, yeah. and now i was in yeah. denmark last year and their 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 goal is 40 <laughs> it's crazy that just, it's crazy I, it, I, re, I remember i was working for a company in oklahoma and uh i took over the farm and they're like hey your wean target is uh 9.2 man how in the world am i going to hit 9.2 <laughs> pigs per sow you know that I mean, it really wasn't that long ago, and and if you look at it today, and these these guys are out there pushing twelve plus, and you're like, man, it's fun, it's exciting. So, what are the uh, opportunities beyond what you've already kind of discussed that producers are are able to see from the Maximus um, from from a ventilation standpoint? What what are some of the positives you're seeing uh, outside of purge yeah. reduction? Yeah, so I mean, on any farm with Maximus out there, if if people are just looking at it, um, just just understanding what's happening in their farms, I can, I can tell you, I in 13 years of living in the farms every single day, um, and I've and I've managed I managed a 13,000 sow farm, I've managed 10,000 sow farms, and I thought I knew production. I, was, I thought I was pretty good at it, um, but I didn't know anything, and, I, and I, I really didn't know 
what I should have known managing those type of farms. And so putting the Maximuses in and just just watching what your farms are doing. When you make an adjustment, you can make it, but you can see what it does like this. Because it, it's it's monitoring, it's it's monitoring your, your temperatures, your stages, your heater run times, your and all of that stuff that you can see live on the screen. Real time. You can you can real time. You can see it and learn from it way faster than walking into a room, make an adjustment, walk back in the room, and yeah, it feels okay. But now we can see that thing over an hour period, over a two hour period, and see really what happened when you made adjustments. So I've I think for myself, I have learned so much about ventilation just watching it, understanding that these fans are working. These fans have loose belts because we monitor amp draw on everything that we have. I can log on to any farm out there right now that has a belt drive fan and tell you how many fan, how many fans have loose belts yeah. just by understanding the trend. <laughs> I mean, so uh, I people people look at it. And if they really try to understand what their farm's doing, and you really, I mean, you're looking for trends. That's what we do in the production world. We look, when we're looking at data, we're looking for trends. It's no different than looking at the amp draws on your fans. If all of them are pulling 7.2 amps and you got one pulling 5.5, I'll, I'll promise you that fan belt's loose. It's not working. So I, just use, using the information is, is a big piece of that. Um, but when you get into like some of the management of value add things, so water budgets, feed budgets, um, even mortality on like the grow finish side, we allow them to put in reasons and all this stuff. It's all real time. So we, we have producers that use it very well and have become great. And we have producers that think it's really cool because they can see it on their phone and they show their friends, but um, they're not using it the way they need to. And I mean, we, we really try to push to try and help them. Um, but people are always people, right? I mean, yeah, but the data that you can see on the Maximus is so enlightening and will open your eyes to things that you never knew. And I mean, I, we had customer, uh, a customer early on that he had put the system in called later and said, take this piece of crap out of my farm. <laughs> it will not stop calling me. But it's calling him for a reason. It's letting him know there's a problem. And so did you go check this problem? He's, and, he, and the guy goes, no. <laughs> How long has it been going on? <laughs> two days. It's been calling me like every hour for two days. <laughs> okay. So... Let me log on. So I logged on to it and actually our, our service guy and I looked at it and his uh, pit fans were frozen. Now he didn't know they were frozen down, but we had him go check the pit fan, say, Hey, could you go check these pit fans and make sure they're running? Cause we're getting an over amperage. And he went out there 30 minutes later, called back. He said, Hey, uh, I think I'll keep it because the pit fans were froze down and weren't working. And the system was telling me the whole time they weren't working. And he said, I, he had two other farms. He said, I went and checked the other farms. They were the same way. 
I said, he says, I need to order two more systems because <laughs> if I'd have just listened to the, what the system was telling me, I'd have solved the problem and my ventilation wouldn't have been messed up for the last two days. So the system will tell you things that you, you don't necessarily want to know. Um, and you never knew before because you didn't have something that you could see that. And today you do. Today you know what's going on real time. And it is a tool to help you on the farm. Uh, so where, where do you think the industry is going from where it is today? If you take a look at the next 10 years, what is that going to look like? And what does it mean to be yeah, successful I, as a producer in future pork production? Yeah, and I, I, I think it, uh, you know, it's always going to come back to people. Our, our genetics are always going to be great. They're always going to get better. Our technology is going to continue to get better. Um, people are going to be our constraint. And I, I think what we'll see going forward, and, and I can tell you we're already working on it internally, is we're collecting all this data with this smart control and and we're utilizing a lot of it, but we're there's so much of it it's hard to look at and analyze. So we've we put the Maximus software in place, which is just it's just a production data system that would uh, replace a, a MetaFarms or a PigChamp or a PigNose. But now all of my smart devices that are connected to Maximus are automatically pushing data into your software. Um, which is cool, and you can run mortality reports and total born and stuff with temperatures and water consumption, and that's all great information, but it's still so much information that it's hard for people to put their hands around all that. So there, I guarantee, because I'm the same way, we look at our top 10, our top 10 KPIs that you go, this is important to me. But all the other things, the other 4 million data points that we're going to have on these farms every day, we don't look at. Um, yep. So I think, I think where we go and tying into um, what you guys do and these new technology fans and heaters and other things that are out there, uh, medicators, um, we, we're moving to the point of gathering the information and start learning from it, but not just people learning, AI. This is where we get into the AI piece of it. And I mean, for us, our goal is to tell you that um, when you have a ground fault, because we're gonna start monitoring your breaker panels and you have a ground fault, we'll be able to tell you that, hey, when fan two kicked on in room three, that's what caused your ground fault, which is potentially stray voltage or, um, you know what, your sows have decreased, uh, an eighth of a pound in consumption over the, over the last three days. And now it's been six days and now it's eight days. And so those little minute things that we won't see every day because we don't look at it, the system will catch. And hopefully we're identifying issues. We're sending you those issues. You're not having to do that for yourself. The system will do it. And who knows? We may be creating work orders and sending it out to bid. And the guy takes a picture of it when it's fixed and we pay him for you. I mean, other systems, you know, you look at the Walmarts of the world. They do that. They're doing it already. 
we just need to apply it to what we do, and and that's our goal. We're already collecting the data. We have the the software system on the backside, um, but there's so much to analyze that this industry and and other animal sectors as well. If we don't start continuing to push towards AI, uh, I don't I don't see how it gets any better because our people the the people that are coming into the industry are getting fewer and fewer. So we have to come up with some way to um, to fill that gap of, of of the people that we're not getting into the industry. So if you if you had a golden nugget for pork producers and people listening right now, what would it be? <laughs> That's a tough question. I, I'm either going to throw somebody <laughs> under the bus. Um, you know, I I think um, I I think we we as a as an industry or as people in general um, get content with where we're at and what we're doing. Stop it! Don't ever get content. Um, and I and I'll focus on the controls because that's where we're at. But um, people will tell you they know controls. They don't. People will tell you they know ventilation, and they don't. And uh, it's 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 in the same place I was when I was in production. I thought I knew, and I and and I didn't. So I I would tell you, take advantage of the Maximus. Take advantage of us, and let's let's teach you how to use your controls because your controls will save you a lot of heartache and head headaches. Um, if you use them right. So learn your systems, um, and it doesn't even have to be the controls. Understand your heating, understand your ventilation, understand your controls. Um, to, to be fair and honest, uh, as an industry, we still struggle with basics. We really do. And so using a system like Maximus to focus on air, feed, and water, I guarantee you will be better. And so if that's all you did with our system, with all the other stuff that we can provide and add value with, with the biosecurity and water and all this stuff, use it to manage the basics. I promise you, you'll be better. And that goes back to the whole the whole part of where we started, which is you can't manage what you don't measure. And so let's, let's figure Absolutely. out a way to start measuring things so we can make yep. an impact and start improving. Yeah, and, and, and set your system up. Set the Maximus up to help you measure those things. Because, I mean, we're going to let you put in minimum and low amp draws on, on, on your fans. We're going to let you put in water budgets. We're going to let you put in feed budgets. Use it. Put those things in. Understand what's going on in your system. And at least allow us to give you the opportunity to go out and identify your issue. Because they're out there. I promise. Well, we thank you for taking the time to hop on the Popular Pig podcast and share your story and your expertise, and uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. And and we'll we'll be doing some things, uh, some trainings and stuff with where we're at with COVID. So look for those as we put them out. Yeah, and on the for those listening, out on the podcast link right below, you can find a link to uh, Maximal Mag or Maximus, so you can you can see these these uh, updates and and find all the information you need to to truly understand how the system can work for you.
Thank you for joining us on this episode of Popular Pig. We aspire to learn and grow together through the experience and wisdom shared by our esteemed guests. Therefore, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues within the swine industry. For more information, please go to popularpig.com and subscribe to receive updates when new episodes are available. Today's episode is brought to you by sponsors like SwineTech. Leverage the power of computer vision, voice recognition, and real-time behavioral monitoring to reduce mortalities and labor inefficiencies in the farrowing house. For more information, visit swinetechnologies.com.